You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Happy New Year! So happy that you guys are here for a yet another broadcast. So I'm going to pray. Let's jump into this thing today. So Father, we thank you for this first podcast and this first broadcast of the new year. We thank you that you have something to say today. And we just want to tap in with ears to hear it and hearts to receive it and eyes to see it, Father. We thank you that the spirit of Jesus is here today and the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that is going to be teaching us. We thank you that as I'm speaking, that revelation is being poured out into every single listener. We thank you that you are leading and guiding us into all truth, Holy Spirit. You are revealing Christ in us. You are revealing the mystery of the ages, which is our union with you. And so we just want to welcome you today, Holy Spirit, to take us where you want to go. Help me articulate all of the things that you've put in my heart to share today in a way that really impacts us at a heart level, renews our minds, sets us free, and gives us revelation knowledge of the truth. And so we just, we're going to follow your lead, Father. Just think through my mind and speak through me today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, you guys, I'm so, so happy to be back doing uh, these broadcasts, doing these podcasts. I'll tell you, we had some time off, quite a bit of time off, actually, in the month of December, which was fantastic. But it's so, so good to be back sharing the gospel. I'll tell you, that, that scripture that talks about we are watered as we water is so true. I have got, I feel like I've just been eating, 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 not just food. Yes, I did eat a lot of food over the holidays, which I'm sure we all did, but I have just been spending so much time in the word of God and reading and spending time in worship and in the presence of God. I I just have the best time with the Lord over the last several weeks as we were winding down 2021. And I have been hearing so many amazing things. I have been, my heart has been exploding with revelation about the gospel. And I am just super excited to share with you guys some of the things that I had already been planning to share in part three of seeing things from heaven's perspective, but feel just so on fire about uh, just because I've had this time away. And so we are going to hop off into some awesome truths that I think are really going to bless you, not just as we enter into a new year, But my hope is that this is going to be kind of a foundational message for the year, even though it's kind of part three in an ongoing series, but it's our first one of the year. Um, And I think it's really going to provide, I think, some some groundwork and some some foundation for that's going to help you make this year the most glorious year of your life. And I really believe that because we're going to be we're going to be diving in today to the gospel. And I'll tell you, the gospel is not, it's not an elementary message that we outgrow. It's not something that we like, oh, we grasp one time. And like, you know, when we were in Sunday school and we accepted Jesus Christ into our hearts and all that stuff. And then we kind of go on to the more advanced teachings. No, the more we grow in our relationship with God and the more that we grow into the fullness of the stature of Jesus and grow and mature in the gospel, 
honestly, the simpler things become. You know, we get to the place, I believe, that the Apostle Paul got to, which is where he just determined to know nothing but Christ crucified. The gospel and the mystery of Christ is an adventure. Diving into that in all of the various facets of the revelation of what Jesus has done to us is is a lifetime of discovery. And so I wanted to kick off today actually with something that I had been reading from my dear friend John Crowder's book, Cosmos Reborn, which I highly recommend that book. If you have not read that book, it's a really amazing book, just full of gospel goodness. But I actually wrote it down in my journal because I have really been sitting with this, just really what John shared. And and I want to share it with you guys. And then I want to hop off into some other thoughts and some other scriptures and some other things today. Uh, But I wanted to share it with you because, you know, the title of this series that we're in is called Seeing Things from Heaven's Perspective. And really what I want to share with you uh, in today's episode is that, you know, the goal and the reason why we want to see things from heaven's perspective is that we want to see things from God's perspective. And the gospel is really a proclamation of what God believes about you. And the whole journey that we are on with the Holy Spirit is to agree, is to also believe what God believes. We are here to believe the gospel. We are here to repent and, and, and believe that the kingdom of heaven is now, that we can sit in heavenly places with Jesus and we can see ourselves as he sees us, which is as himself, because of our union with him, and we can begin to live and experience this new creation life and begin to actually, uh, you know, grab hold of and grasp what it means to have eternal life. And that's God's life right this very minute. And so I was really um, excited when I was diving into what I'm about to share with you because you know, the new year, before I dive in, let me just say this, the new year is always kind of an interesting time for us, isn't it? It's like we, we we kind of reflect on the year that we just wrapped up and then we're entering to this new year. And so, you know, this is a time where a lot of people are setting goals. It's a lot of times, uh, a time when a lot of people are, you know, coming up with new year's resolutions. And we kind of, in our, in our, I don't know, just from our earthly perspective, we just kind of mark this time as like a new beginning. It's like a fresh start. And the truth is that that's kind of just a, I don't know, a human construct because every single day is a fresh start. Every single day is filled with the mercies of God. We we live perpetually in the new in Christ. And, but because of that, because we kind of come into the new year with this like idea that this is a fresh start and that we we get, you know, to do some things in this new year, we kind of mark time with this new year deal. You know, I wanted to take this opportunity to remind us of really what our goal should be. <laughs> what should our goal be for 2022? What should our goal be, frankly, for every single day? What should our goal be for 2023, 2024, 2025? Like every single day, every single year, because I don't think it really is something new all the time. In fact, if you've listened to a lot of my prophetic words over the last years about, you know, what's coming in this next year or whatever, they've, they've really all been about just awakening to what's already done. 
it's not about something new. It's about having a revelation of something old. It's, it's, it's having a revelation that the old man is dead. It's having a revelation that you are new right this minute and that we are continually being renewed in the spirit of our mind every single moment of every single day. So let me jump off with this uh, excerpt, if you will, from this book from my friend John Crowder called Cosmos Reborn. And here's what it says. It says the church is obsessed with her own transformation, evidenced by a mountain of self-help books, self-help books. But the contemplative journey is not a path of becoming. It is a path of realizing what we've already become in him. We are awakening to a transformation that has already taken place. Our journey is a discovery of the true self. And this is but a byproduct of something much greater, the discovery of Christ in us, the only means by which we will ever know ourselves anyway. Self-discovery in itself is vanity, a chasing after the men, after the wind. What self? He is your life. I have no, and then he quotes Galatians 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Beyond simple, the gospel is an absolutely effortless unveiling of the truth of the Godhead in you. He says, we are not arriving into him, but realizing he arrived into us. And this is the drastic difference between a, between a process of frustration and a process of never-ending fun. So I'll stop there because what John is saying and what I really want to bring out into this episode and into this kind of place that we are at at the turning of the year is that while goals are fine and resolutions are fine in one sense, real growth and real transformation in our lives is not a process of us becoming something that we aren't. It is, it is waking up and realizing that the transformation that we seek has already been completed from God's perspective. You know, God believes that you and I are already perfect. God believes that you and I are the righteousness of himself, <laughs> that we are as holy, we are as healed, we are as prosperous, that we are one with him. And he believes in the Christ in us. He believes in the new creation that he has created us to be. He believes in the reality of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And so for, for all intensive purposes, the only thing that's left for us to do is simply believe that as well. And the way that we believe it really is the point of seeing things from heaven's perspective. We want to see everything. We want to see ourselves. We want to see other people. We want to see all of creation. We want to see every aspect and every dimension the way that God does. And when God sees, when God observes 
you, when God observes me, when God observes people on the street, when God observes really everything, all of his creation, he sees it from the perspective of the reconciliation that he accomplished in Jesus. He sees it redeemed. He sees it without a trace of the curse. He sees it from a finished works perspective. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying that God ignores what's actually happening in our lives or what's the circumstances and the things that are going on from a natural perspective, but he believes the gospel. (laughs) He believes the truth about what Jesus has accomplished for you and I. And what that means is that we are simply called to do the same thing that we are here not to necessarily, I'm not trying to say that we ignore the problems or we ignore the circumstances that are going on in the world, but as we step into what God believes about the world, what God believes about us, guess what happens to the world? Guess what happens to us? There's the the, the transformation of those things begins to happen. We begin to manifest what is true. And so this focus of what we see is everything. You know, what we see, what we observe is what actually we experience. And so as you ha- we head into this new year, I-, I want to challenge you guys to make 2020 a year of coming into a greater understanding and a greater revelation of who we really are of coming into alignment and into agreement and and believing what God believes about you and what God believes about me. And if to just make it really simple, Jesus, Jesus is what God believes about you. Jesus is what God believes about me. You know, the scripture that says, as he is, so are we in this world from 1 John. I mean, that is a radical statement. That is an incredible statement to think that that God sees us as Jesus is. And and when we stop and we, we really kind of meditate on that a moment, that is a radical departure from the way that most of us see ourselves. When we look in the mirror, you know, I, I venture to guess that we are not seeing our reflection as a reflection of Jesus. And the reason for that is that because we have lived the majority of our lives, if not all of our lives, under this illusion that we have an identity or we have it, which which results in a a self-image that is less than Jesus, that is separate from Jesus, that is independent from Jesus. And so we operate out of a way of being and a way of showing up in our lives out of a delusion that is not even true, but it's a program. It's a program that has been installed into us over the course of our lives. We were taught to believe something about ourselves that God doesn't believe about us. God doesn't believe that we are separated from him. God doesn't believe that we are are sinners. God doesn't believe that we are poor. God doesn't believe that we lack anything. God believes the same thing about us that he believes about Jesus because he sees us wrapped in Christ. 
He sees us united with Christ. He sees us crucified with Christ. He sees us buried with Christ. He sees us resurrected with Christ. And he sees us seated inside of Christ right now in heavenly places. These are the things that God believes about us. And when we see things from his perspective, when we see things from heaven's perspective, what happens is it changes the way that we see ourselves. It causes us to believe what God believes about us. It causes us to believe the gospel. It causes faith to rise up in us because we, our belief begins to align with what is true. And beloved, I want this year, I want this year in my own life, my prayer for everyone that's connected to our podcast and everyone that's connected to our work here is that they will believe, that they will believe the gospel this year, that they will begin to transform uh, the way that they see themselves and that illusion of separation from God and that self-image that has been put inside of us and programmed inside of us most of our lives, right? That there's something wrong with us that, that, that has put inside of us this distorted image of ourselves and caused us to try to perform to be something and have a relationship that is based upon the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and try to measure up some way in order to feel good about ourselves or to relate to other people that way. I would love to see that swallowed up by the revelation of the new creation. You know, and I have taught so much about this, you know, over the years about just in Colossians chapter one, about what Jesus really accomplished on the cross. You know, it talks about that God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos to himself, that that there is nowhere left that Jesus is not, that he is the very substance that is holding all things together. He redeemed us from the, the kingdom of darkness and he placed us into the kingdom of his dear, God, of, of his dear son, of, of the father's son, but means he placed us into Christ. We've been baptized into Jesus. We now live and move and have our being inside of the Lord. And so if we really want to make this year the most incredible year of our lives, it's not about losing 30 pounds. It's not about, I don't know, whatever it is that we think that we need in order to be happy. What we need is a revelation of what God has accomplished. What we need is a revelation uh, and, and a discovery of who we really are. You guys, this is the source of joy. This is the, the power of God because the power of God is revealed in the gospel. It's revealed in the righteousness of God and the righteous righteousness of God is revealed in Christ. And as Christ is revealed in us, to us, guess what? That transformation that has already taken place from God's perspective is now going to be realized and manifest in our own lives. And we'll, we will experience it and it will, it will become our perspective. And so this gulf and this chasm between the way God sees and the way we see is what we what we're closing, right? We are believing something new about ourselves. And I will tell you, this is a focus that if we will make our focus, it's the most fruitful focus that we can ever, ever undertake. It's an it's a it's a joyful discovery of what God believes about you and me. I mean, 
it's so easy to come under the voice of the accuser. It's so easy to come under, you know, the patterns that we've lived under and the habits that we have developed that really are the fruit of a false identity. And it's easy. I feel like sometimes it's easier to live out of that perspective than than it is to live out of a new creation perspective. It's like a bad habit. It's like a bad habit that we need to break. (laughs) And and it's really the only habit that we need to break because when we break the image of break the habit of living out of a self image that is a delusion, well, guess what? All of the other bad habits and all of the other bad programming falls off. And we can actually live from a place of just communion and joy and peace and love and all of the fruit of the spirit because we are living in the spirit. And when I say in the spirit, I just don't mean that we're living in the spirit realm, meaning we are living in the place of the invisible reality of heaven. No, we are living in the Holy Spirit. We are living in the person of the Holy Spirit. Because if we're crucified and it's no longer us that lives, and it's only Christ that is living in us, and it's only the Holy Spirit that is that is possessing our bodies and, and, and living in this body suit that we're wearing, well, guess what? His fruit is now coming forth. And so I just, I am so excited about this new, I don't know, opportunity because we have this new year and this new fresh, you know, thought process of, oh, you know, it's a new beginning. Well, I say it's a new beginning to believe what God believes about us. It's a new beginning to see things from his perspective and and get uh, get some new vision, <laughs> get some new vision, primarily, first and foremost, of ourselves. See, God is convinced about who you are. The question is, are we? Are you, are you convinced about who you really are? Do you really understand what Jesus has done to you? Do you really understand that you no longer have a a self that needs to be, you know, renovated? (laughs) No, that self is a lie. That renovation project has been finished. And now all that's left to do is enjoy it, is to discover it, is to awaken to it. You have been transformed from God's perspective. Now, the only thing that's left to do is actually believe it and enjoy it. And so I want to spend a little bit of time today talking about how do we do this? How do we get out of this old persona? How do we get how do we get our mind right? How do we get out of this insanity and these circles of, of frustration that just lead to futility, right? We just we just keep trying to. I don't know, be somebody <laughs> that we're not. And I, I want to say that that whole process of, of self-help and, and trying to clean up your act is just an, it's just a complete futile pursuit. Instead, it's really as simple as just hearing the gospel. It's as simple as being reminded. It's as simple as remembering the truth. It's as simple as shifting your focus into what God believes about you. And because we are so inundated with things that I think reinforce this old identity that that relate to the old man, um, 
even though it's simple, I'm not saying that it's always easy because it is a bad habit. It's a bad habit to, to live out of your old identity. So what I'm suggesting is, is that in this new year, we make a, we make it a primary goal. We make it a, a new year's resolution, if you will, to spend time in the truth to spend time meditating on the good news of what God believes about you. You know, I know I keep saying this phrase over and over again about what God believes in you and what God believes about you. But I will tell you, if 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 Second Corinthians says that we have the mind of Christ or we possess Christ's perceptions, I want to tell you that we have access to understand and get a revelation about what God believes about us. We have access to the grace of God to dive in to uh, the good news and the yummy uh, scriptures that talk about who we are in Christ and get a revelation. We And that's what we need, beloved. We need an encounter. We need an experience. We need our own understanding and our own revelation about what God says is true about us. You know, when we, let me just take one example. When, when, when we think about the fact that we are innocent, okay, God t- believes that you and I are innocent. What does God believe about us? We're innocent. Okay, the cross redeemed us back to the state of innocence. It redeemed us into the place where we are not guilty. And what that means is that as innocent people, as innocent uh, sons of God, that we should have no consciousness of what is wrong with us. We should have no consciousness of shame. We should have no consciousness. We should not be focused on sin. We should not be focused on what's wrong, what's bad. No, we should be focused on what's good and what's right about us in Christ. I mean, I remember, you know, I would ask myself this question all the time. It seems like I would do something stupid. And then I would ask myself the question, okay, what's wrong with me? And I would ask this question. It seemed like I just would do this just almost automatically all the time in my self-talk. I would be, you know, do something. And then I'd be like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? And I remember the Holy Spirit interrupting me one day and saying, you know, Shalise, how about you ask yourself a different question? He said, well, how about you ask yourself what is right with you? Because if you will begin to focus on what is right with you, well, guess what? You'll start to do more right stuff. It's, it's the focus on what's wrong with you that is constantly causing you to do the things that are driving you crazy, you know? And so the shift of focusing onto not what is wrong, not, not what the problem is, but what the solution is, focusing on what has been made right in Christ. And so this example of just this innocence, right? I mean, how many of us really, really believe that we're innocent? Right. I mean, any of us could sit down right now and just make a, a, a whole record, probably, you know, right down in our on a piece of paper here, all the things that we've been doing wrong. We could convict ourselves. We could judge ourselves and we could just start writing that. I did this. I did this. I should have done that. I didn't do this. I and mean, we could we could just burst out a whole list of all the things that are wrong. But how many of us can you know, how many how much of our time are we spending on the reality that, wait a minute, I am innocent. 
that everything that I've ever done wrong was swallowed up in Christ on the cross. Not only what I did wrong, but what Adam did wrong. This whole system of wrong, this whole system of right and wrong, this legalistic performance-based system got swallowed up in Jesus. This whole relationship with what is wrong and what is right apart from Christ got swallowed up on the cross. And so you recognize when you think about just these words that like confront us, right? Like innocence, like holiness, right? Like righteousness, you know, what's the opposite of things? Guilty, right? Do do we see ourselves guilty or do, do we see ourselves unholy? Do we see ourselves unrighteous? Do we see ourselves ill? Do we see ourselves depressed? Do we see ourselves anxious? I mean, and I'm not saying that we aren't experiencing these things. What I'm saying is that the experience of these things are coming out what we believe to be true. And the more that we shift our focus on what is real, on what is true, what is eternally true about us, what is eternally real, and from God's perspective, finished and complete in Christ, then guess what? Our our, our experience begins to shift. You want to be in a good mood? Well, get the gospel truth about you. Get the gospel truth about all of humanity. Get the gospel truth about what happened to your neighbor and what happened to your daughter and what happened to your husband and what happened to your, your relatives that are not acting like it maybe because they aren't believing it either. But from God's perspective, he believes things about them that they don't know yet, just like he believes things about us that we don't know yet, okay? So I hope I'm making sense because I'm making an assumption coming into this podcast that you know the gospel and that I am telling you that this year, the best resolution and the best goal you can make is to believe what God believes about you, to make it your goal, to make it your aim to have the same self-image that God has of you, God's image of you. God's image of you has been formed inside of you. He sees an image of you that needs to come into alignment and an agreement with your own self-image. And the gospel is the proclamation of what God believes about you. And again, I'll say it, what God believes about you is Jesus. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. Let me just give you a scripture reference for that. Okay, the the scripture reference for that is 1 John 4, 17. All right, so let's just read it here in in a couple of places just to solidify what I'm saying about what God believes about you and making this year about believing it too, okay? This this is where joy comes from. This is where peace comes from. It comes from a a correct self-image, all right? So... Let's see this, uh, John four seventeen. it says, and this is from the mirror translation, it says, so now with us awakening to our full inclusion in this love union, everything is perfect. Its completeness is not compromised in contradiction. Our confident conversation echoes this fellowship, even in the face of crisis, Because as he is, so are we in this world. Our lives are mirrored in him. We are as blameless in this life as Jesus is. 
This perfect love union is the source of our confidence whenever we face the scrutiny of contradiction. Now, that's kind of a, a beautiful, wordy version of the scripture. But here it says that I love the way it says it. As he is, so are we in this world. And then I like what Francois adds here. He says, our lives are mirrored in him. Okay, there's a new mirror that we need to, to look into in 2022. And the mirror is Jesus. Jesus is what God believes about you. And it's time, it is time, beloved, for us to believe it too. And this is what it means to see from heaven's perspective. We have to put the mirror of Jesus up before our face. And we have to look at Jesus and be like, oh, that's who I am. Oh my goodness, I am righteous. I am holy. I am innocent. I am blameless. I am perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. The only thing that was ever wrong with me is that I believed that there was something wrong with me. I was taught there was something wrong with me. I believed in an identity that was separate from Jesus. But guess what? I'm not separate from Jesus. I'm one with him. I live in a love union with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I am his bride. I am his chosen. I am cherished. I am accepted. I am, I am healed. I am prosperous. I have everything that belongs to him. He is my inheritance and all that he is, is mine. And all that I am is him. We are one right this very minute. We are one right this very second. Look at him. Look at me. Oh my goodness. We are lovely. We are beautiful. We are complete. We are perfect. You see, because when you begin to see who Jesus is, I mean, when you begin to magnify who he is, guess what? Faith rises up. There's a scripture in first in, in Philemon that says that our faith becomes effectual as we acknowledge all of the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say it again. Our faith becomes effective. Our faith begins to work. Our faith begins to explode as we acknowledge all of the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus. Now that's the King James version. I've never actually looked at it and many other versions, but here's the thing I want to share. You know, a lot of times we're trying to muster up faith. We're trying to, I don't know, get faith for, you know, whatever it is that we need. <laughs> and what I want to tell you is that faith is a fruit. It's a fruit of the spirit. Faith is the fruit of the gospel. Faith is, it's by grace through faith we're saved, meaning it's the grace of God. The faith of God rises up as we acknowledge who we are in Christ. As we gaze into Jesus, it, it, we gaze into who he is, we behold his glory, we are transfigured. We become as, as he is in this realm when we gaze upon who we are in his realm. Okay, his realm and his perspective, his opinion of you is settled once and for all. Once and for all. You know, and I think, I think what, what we sometimes have a tendency to do is we, we, we study our identity in Christ, you know, is maybe like a topic, maybe like a Bible study. Maybe we, 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 we have some scriptures. I mean, I know I have a whole list of scriptures, you know, that, that talk about who we are in Christ. And it's almost like we, I don't know, it's kind of like we got it. We were like, okay, I know that. I've studied that. My identity in Christ. Okay. I've got that. But the truth is we don't, we don't have it until it's our identity. In the sense, what, what I what I mean by that, we don't have it until it's how we see ourselves, because an identity is who we are, right? When you when you take out your driver's license and you look at your driver's license, you're like, oh, that's me. This is who I am. This is my identification. 
And, and Jesus is our ID card. All right. Like if you take your, 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 I don't know, driver's license in heaven, <laughs> then when you, when you look at it, it's going to be Jesus. Now, granted, it's like a morph, morphing, like special effects in a movie, meaning it's you, but it's him. It's him, but it's you. It's the father, but it's Jesus, but it's the Holy Spirit, but it's you. It's like this, you know, one of those pictures, like a, I don't know, I had a, we had like a gift card at Christmas from Target and it had this like little Santa on it. And if you moved it, you know, it kind of, it kind of moved his hands. Those kind of like 3D little pictures that you look at sometimes that when you move it, it's like a cartoon, it starts to move. Well, that's kind of how your ID card is in heaven. When you move that thing, it's like, is it your face? Is it Jesus's face? Is it the father? Is it the Holy Spirit? Like, is it who, who, what is happening here? It's three and one. Wait, it's four and one. Wait, wait, I'm in the body of Christ. I don't know how many people are in the body of Christ, but it's all of us in one. And it's not just those of us that, oh, I don't even want to get open that can right now. So I'll just say this. You and I have an image, an image of ourselves and everything about fulfilling our purpose and everything about manifesting our full potential comes out of this identity. It comes out of this image. And as long as we're trying to fix up this old person, <laughs> we're trying to, I don't know, get this old person to look like Jesus rather than recognizing that, wait a second, that old person's been crucified. I have a new ID card that is Jesus, right? It's not, we're not killing the old. We're awakening to the new. We are getting a revelation of this. And so it's not a study we do one time, guys. It's not a scripture that we read one day. It's a revelation. It's a discovery of the gospel. It's a discovery of this new creation that you and I have become. And I will tell you, it causes joy. It causes faith. It causes peace. It causes faithfulness. It causes all of these fruit, all of these attributes in our lives that in a million years we won't be able to do out of the old man. The old man doesn't even exist from God's perspective. And so it is time to see primarily in this new year who we really are. Who are we? Who are you? Who am I? Well, if you want to know, look in the mirror because Jesus is the mirror. The word is the mirror. We say the word of God, but Jesus is the word. He is the mirror. Jesus is the perfect law of liberty. Jesus is love personified. Jesus is, is, is the embodiment of all that the father is. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father. And if you've seen Jesus, you've seen you. You look just like your daddy. You are exactly perfect. You are holy. You are innocent. And I know it's funny how when I say these things, right, it just hits. It's almost like cognitive dissonance. It like hits us. And we have a million reasons why this can't be true. You know, you didn't see the way I acted yesterday, Shalice. You didn't see the way that I struggled last week. You didn't see the way I, I talked to my kids the other day. I mean, I, I am anything but like the Father. I'm anything but like Jesus. Well, I just want to share with you the reason why you're acting that way is because you don't see yourself correctly. And when we spend time sitting with the Lord, sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing him speak to us, the truth about who we are and give us revelation of what he accomplished on the cross 
and, and through everything that he experienced so that we could be seated with heaven in him. I will tell you, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you. But he's not going to convict you of sin. He's going to convict you of righteousness. He's going to convict you that you are innocent. He's going to say you are guilty of being innocent. You are guilty of being holy. You are guilty of being righteous. You are guilty of being just like Jesus. You are just like Jesus, child. Now wake up, wake up, wake up and enjoy, enjoy the new, the newness of life that is yours in Christ. Wake up to who you are. Live in union with me. Live in my delight. Live in my pleasure. Live in the beautiful sound of my voice. And today, let's go out and let's bless somebody. Let's go out and tell them about who they are and that they're guilty of being innocent and they're guilty of being reconciled and they're guilty of being perfect in my sight. And let's wake them up. Let's wake up the whole world. Let's wake up the whole world so everybody knows the gospel, that everybody knows what God believes about them, what Jesus accomplished. And now all that's left to do is in believe it and enjoy it. There is no you apart from Jesus. It's a deception. It's a delusion. It's a lie. It's a lie that we swallowed. We swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. But now it's time to, you know what? Nope, no more, no more. This is our year, guys. This is our year to live in union with Jesus, to enjoy the fruits of salvation, to actually believe the gospel. Yes, and to repent, to repent. We're not waiting on some other outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're not waiting on this next move of God. We're waiting on anything, nothing, I guess I would say, except to just believe. It's just look, look at Jesus and see yourself. Look in the mirror, look in the perfect mirror of Jesus Christ and see yourself. And I promise you, if I promise you, not that my promise matters, you know, as much as God's promises, but I promise you, if you will do this, your year will be the most glorious, the most fruitful, the most miraculous, the most supernatural. Because Christ will now be living in you and through you experientially. He'll, you'll wake up in a good mood. Why? Because what's there to worry about? Jesus is, you're, you're, Jesus has finished it all. He's finished it all. Now we just get to enjoy what's the Father doing? What's he saying? What are we doing today, Father? Who are we blessing today? How are we loving people today? What are you speaking to us today? What are you asking me to do today? Let's skip through the day today, Father. Let's see what we're what you're up to today. What miracles do you have planned today? And Lord, you know, it, it, it's just glorious. It's glorious, Father, what you have planned for today. Today is a new day. And oh, I'm going to rejoice in it because we're together in it. You are in me and we're just going to, we, we just don't even have to think about ourselves anymore. We just don't even have to, it's settled. It's settled. My opinion about me is settled and now I can go about your business. I can go about your business. We can do your business together. And so, beloved, I, I just really, I, I'm telling you, there is an opportunity every single day to enter into this beautiful, beautiful place of union with Jesus. And so let's let's make it a focus. You know, my I guess my best advice on that it is something really that I've been doing, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, leading into the last, the, the last of the year, because I've had a lot of time. You know what? I just spent time in the word. I spent, but, but I, but I spent time in the word with the right lens, 
right? It's it's one it's not it's one thing to go and read the Psalms and 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 think of yourself as like you know David, and you're 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 relating to the Bible as though somehow you're not a new creation. It's another thing to get a revelation from the Word of God that of what Jesus believes about you, about what God believes about you. And so my biggest recommendation, it's something that I've been doing really a lot in 2021, and I'm going to continue to do it. You know what, guys, go get yourself the Mirror app, the Mirror Bible on the app with Francis Dutrois. I do not get a commission for that. I probably should because I, I recommend it so much, but I'm laughing. What I'm saying is Francois does an incredible job of unpacking in the scripture uh, what what is the gospel all about? What does God believe about us? What does what did the crucifixion of Jesus accomplish? What did his resurrection accomplish in us, in the world, in, in all of humanity? What actually happened? And so I encourage you, go download that app on your phone. You can get a hard copy, but I the app is updated because it's a translation that's still in process, but the majority of the New Testament has already been translated by Francois. And you guys, I'm telling you, I can read just as one or two scriptures and I can sit in that for days, for days, just letting the Holy Spirit unpack it for me and have this wonderful conversation and of this revelation of, of, of the gospel and what it means for me and what it means about the call of my God on my life and what it means about the message I preach and what it means about my relationships with, with everything, right? There is a time to, to really, I don't know, I guess focus. And I will tell you, the world is in need of sons of God that are manifesting, the world is in need of a good news. The world is in need of hope and, and joy and peace in the midst that, that totally transcends the things that are happening around us. And I'll tell you, the gospel is the cure. It is the cure for everything that ails us. It is the cure for everything that we need. It tells us who we are. It tells us where we live. It tells us how, to, how we are to show. It tells us everything we need. And so that's my best, you know, uh, I don't know, prescription for 2022, my best prophecy or whatever for 2022 is get into the mirror, which is called the mirror Bible for a reason. Get into the mirror and look at Jesus, look at the gospel and really come into believing what God believes to be true about you. So happy new year, guys. So happy to be back in the saddle and getting to share all of this good stuff with you guys. I'm really excited for what God's going to be doing in your lives this coming year as you continue to just explode with this revelation. I'm excited about what God's going to be doing in my life this year as he continues to explode this revolution, uh, revelation in my own heart. And so together, you guys, let's wake up. Let's wake up. Let's discover the truth. Let's believe the gospel. Let's believe what God believes about us. And let's go out and change the world. How about that? Let's go out and share it with as many people as possible. Wake as many people up and see the miraculous glory of Jesus show up in our lives every single day. All right. Love you guys. And we will talk to you soon. Have an amazing supernatural week. God bless. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, 
Then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.